Hello everyone and welcome back to the Intercast. Today for our third episode on China, we are going to focus on the Sino-Soviet split, which happened between 1956 and 1966. Once more, a huge thank you to Azalis for sharing her notes on the history of China. There were disagreements on the internal policies. Unlike in Eastern Europe, the USSR had no control over the leaders of the People's Republic of China, and they could not dismiss them, so Mao took advantage of this. There was also an ideological divergence. The difference between Stalinism and Maoism rapidly increased, because um, Stalinism was reformed by Khrushchev, and Maoism was highly inspired by Stalinism. After Stalin's death, Khrushchev made communism way less repressive and he introduced de-Stalinization, so he gave power to local governments, allowed genuine debate and released the political prisoners. The Communist Party of the Soviet Union, known as the CPSU, had a new vision of the Marxist-Leninist science known as revisionism. So there was economic divergence. The USSR disagreed with Mao's Great Leap Forward that resulted in the Great Famine, while still exporting grain to make China look wealthier. There were also disagreements on foreign policies. The détente, for example, Khrushchev had taken a different position concerning the communist bloc's relationship with the West. So it was a policy of peaceful coexistence. In 1956, uh, in Mao's Paper Tiger speech, the USA is seen as a traitor because of its peaceful relationship with the USA. Quote, the day will come when all the paper tigers, so meaning here the imperial states, will be wiped out. Unquote. After Khrushchev's decision to avoid conflict with the USA, it confirmed Mao's thoughts that communism needed a new leader that would fight on every occasion, because Khrushchev was considered as too weak. So according to Mao, the Hungarian revolution against the Soviet Union discredited communism as a whole, uh, even though it was unsuccessful. This is the moment when they began to realize that China was the Soviet puppet. In the 1960s, China adopted more aggressive foreign policies and engaged in border conflicts. In 1959, during the Tibetan uprising, Internal protests were due to an anti-Chinese feelings. The Tibetans and the Dalai Lama sought refuge in India, which resulted years later in the bloody and violent Sino-Indian War of 1962, with a Chinese victory that nonetheless discredited the PRC. In the late 1950s, there were border conflicts with India, Taiwan and the USSR. Between 1961 and 1962, the diplomatic relations between the USSR and the PRC were broken off. There was a split of the communist world. The two countries were at the head of the communist fear, and so it showed a fractured communist world. Following this is the Sino-American rapprochement, or the weak, that changed the world. There was a large influence of Mao's idea, which were celebrated all over the world and promoted by prominent figures, such as John Lennon or Jean-Paul Sartre, and it was a different approach to Marxism with the continuous revolution theory. In 1964, China became the sixth nuclear power in the world, so they were gaining credibility. President Nixon even promoted a better relationship between the USA and China. Quote, all nations will gain from a reduction of tensions between the United States and the PRC, unquote. The Sino-American rapprochement lasted until the end of the Cold War in 1991. 
1971, there was the ping-pong diplomacy. The USA's table tennis team was invited by China to play ping-pong, was ironical, but opened the relationships between the two states. In 1971, the PRC became the lawful representative of China in the United Nations, thanks to the USA. And in February 1972, President Nixon visited China with pleasure. Um, decisions were taken to resolve peacefully the situation of Taiwan, starting with the removal of U.S. troops and forces. There were good reasons for both countries, the PRC as the United States, for this Sino-American rapprochement. First, for the United States, uh, the escalating war in Vietnam convinced the USA to look for ways to improve its relationships with the communist government. The United States were willing to gain diplomatic leverage against the Soviet Union in order to push them towards a strategic arms limitation treaty, also known as the SALT, and lead to the detente policy. Now, for China, the Sino-Soviet split had encouraged them to engage in a relation with the USA. There was also important internal disaster in China uh, because of the failure of the Great Leap Forward in 1958, and lasted in 1962, that was followed by the deadliest famine in China's history. Around 30 million people died. In 1959, Mao was neutralized by Liu Shaoxi and Deng Xiaoping because Maoism was considered as a plague for China. The Great Proletarian Revolution happened in 1966, resulting in anarchy until 1970, and around 500,000 people died. But it was also an international disaster for China. The PRC was entirely isolated. In 1969, there was the Sino-Soviet border conflict. Uh, it was an undeclared military conflict, which resulted in a Soviet victory, even though neutrality is also considered. There was also an anti-Soviet stance of the PRC's diplomacy, with the ping-pong diplomacy and the visit of President Nixon. In 1979, Beijing became the sole legitimate government of China. So that's it for this episode, which concludes our uh, series on China. I hope you enjoyed and we'll catch you in the next one. Bye.